Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. It's time. It's time to have real, honest, open, difficult, and inspiring conversations. It's time for Love and Life on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. Family, family, family. Here we are. Here we are. It is Monday, February 12th, and it is the day after Super Bowl 58. Yes, it is. Oh, so you know, we had to make a special request, a special, special, special request because you know we could not have a live event tomorrow and not discuss Super Bowl 58. So we had to do it today. So we begged, begged, begged our beloved Chris Murray to come and uh, spend some time with us and just do a little recap. So family, I invite you to the conversation with none other than Chris Murray. How y'all doing tonight? How you doing today? Well, I gotta say it was it was a heck of a second half. I thought San Francisco had every opportunity to blow to blow the Chiefs out, and they didn't. And um, and as it happens, as it happens during the course of a game, um, you let a good team like the um, Chiefs hang around, and and they inevitably got them in overtime. And, um, you know, I, I thought it was, like I said, again, I thought San Francisco, they on their first, they fumbled, they were driving on their first drive. Yeah. And then McCaffrey fumbles the ball. And then the Chiefs had an opportunity to score. And then they fumbled. I mean, it was just, it was just, you know, like I said, that first half was just, that first half was hard to watch. Mm. And, and, and basically, you think, I'm thinking San Francisco has every opportunity to win this game. But alas, uh, as the Eagles found out last year, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes figured out a way to get it done, and they wanted in overtime. And um, you know, I had to give the Chiefs their credit. Andy Reid is is in that you know in that company of great coaches. And you know, at the end of the day, end of the day, the Forty ers have only themselves to blame. But I gotta say one other thing, you know, and you know, there was a column in papers the other day in the, in the Inquirer, and there was a column that basically said that, well, you know, Jay, our own Jalen Hurts uh, has a lot to learn from Brock Purdy of the 49ers in terms of leadership and being a rah-rah kind of guy. And, um, and, 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 and on my show on Saturday, I kind of took umbrage with that because mm. I don't think – I don't think Jalen Hurts has anything to learn from Brock Purdy. I mean, Jalen Hurts, you know, did take a team to a Super Bowl last year uh-huh. and 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 did carry the team even during a time when they were playing badly. So I don't I I I, I it, that that article rubbed it just rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. It rubbed me the wrong way because you know Hurts, yeah, the team struggled. The whole team struggled last year. And as far as I'm concerned, I I just felt like I just felt like, you know, come on, man. I mean, you know, you're going to say that Hertz is not a good leader because you know, Hertz is kind of aloof. Well, not everybody is a raw, raw, slap you slap a guy on the rear end kind of guy. Some guys mm-hmm. are quiet and reserved. That's who Hertz is. Maybe, you know, maybe he can he can talk. 
he can talk to his teammates and all that. But, you know, you can you can basically see the guy is a good leader, has been has demonstrated how good he is as a leader in that locker room. And more importantly, he won. And everybody, I think of the 49ers that won, there were a lot of more than a few people that were ready to say mm-hmm. the old Brock Purdy is this great quarterback. And I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I'm not even hating on my, him. But I just don't like sometimes in the media, you know, and I wonder if every, and I'm wondering if everybody who's who's listening to this broadcast, if you agree or disagree with me, and that's fine. A lot of some people, a lot of people disagree with me. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but but at the same time, you know, I, I I mean comparing Brock Purdy to Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts is on another level than Brock Purdy. And you saw, I mean, last year at this time, you know, Jalen Hurts outplayed Patrick Mahomes in that game last year. I mean, the only reason why he didn't win MVP because the de- because Patrick Mahomes had a great second half and the defense couldn't stop anybody. But in this game, you know, I thought Brock Purdy was okay, but you know, to confuse him with you know, I mean, everybody's trying to, and he may eventually become that. And so might Jalen Hurts, so might Lamar Jackson, but I don't know. It was just. It was yeah. the article rubbed me the wrong way. Understandably so. I, I I'm in agreement with everything you said. I, I anything I would say would be repetition. I'm in agreement with everything you just said. Absolutely everything you just said. Um, Eric shares. Welcome back, Master Murray. Welcome back early. Um, at what point at the Super Bowl was your heart racing when you felt your team or the team for which you were rooting was going to either win or lose? Well, I to be honest about it, I kind of felt that Kansas City was going to win. I didn't really feel my heart racing, but it was kind of like, okay, I know Mahomes is going to pull this out in some way, and I know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, to me, that I mean, when he when he was making plays with his legs, I said pretty much Frisco's in trouble, and mm-hmm. you know, um, only, only, only way I would have stirred. I mean, I from from the love of football. It was an exciting game, and I love football. And I said that I would watch, even though a lot of people that I know who are friends of mine said they wouldn't watch because their mm-hmm. team wasn't in it. But Patrick Mahomes, man, I mean, you know, I was sitting there watching the game, just watching as a fan, just watching as a, as a pure fan of football. Patrick Mahomes played his butt off in that game. You, you know, I will say one thing. I thought he was going to run uh, more than he did. I wasn't – I didn't – now, let me be clear – I wasn't bothered one way or the other. I was impressed right. one way or the other, but I yeah, do think he was yeah. going to. Yeah, I thought he was going to run the ball more than he did. Malcolm shares the first half was the fumble bowl. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was because both teams drove downfield and didn't come up with a didn't didn't come up with a score. They turned the ball over, and I thought it. I thought it hurt San Francisco more to have that happen on that first drive. They could have established. You know, they could have established their, their sense of momentum because they were they were running it. I mean, Christian McCaffrey was running it down yes. in his throats. And they could not stop him. And yeah. I'm sitting there like, okay, man, I'm looking at this game like Kansas City's in trouble. They're, I don't I didn't think they were gonna come out of this particular game. And and but when you you can't leave, you can't let a good team like the like the Chiefs hang around again. It's just like you got you got to bury the Chiefs early. You got to bury that, see, right then, man. Chris. To that point, you know what? I want to go back to the question that Eric asked when you were talking about at what 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 point was your heart racing? Now, 
my heart didn't race because my team wasn't in it. So, but, you know, but because I was watching, I, I wanted the 49ers to win. And in the first half, I felt very, I really felt hopeful. I was really hopeful and there was momentum and there appeared to be a chance that they would. But by the time we got to halftime, I said, OK, so Kansas is going to come back and take this because there wasn't enough of a lead. There was it was like 10 to three at that point or, or had they three at, that point. three at that point. Yeah, it was 10 to three at that point. So I said, OK, come on, y'all, because you would have to be much. There would have to be a much bigger gap in order for Kansas not to be able to come and take this game. So by the time we got to halftime, I said, okay, well, we already know whose game this is. We know whose game it's going to be. Um, Nick, hey there, Nick. Nick actually has a question. Welcome to the conversation, Nick. Hey, Carol. Hey, Chris. Uh, <laughs> hey. Good, good seeing you guys. Good talking to you guys again. Uh, I had a question from a caller. They wanted to know how Chris felt about um, – Kelsey, he had a uh, he had shoved Andy Reid, and oh, um, we were going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah they they wanted to yeah, know we like uh, to... you know if another let's say AJ Brown had done that, you know what do you think the response would have been the same? Wait, oh first God. before you wait before you respond to that, let me tell the caller. Let me tell you how I already have the visual. Okay, I already had the visual ready to talk about this because when I tell you, I said what this was what AJ Brown posted. He posted. If that was me, <laughs> I would have been kicked out of the league. Yeah. So we we were already ready and prepared to talk about this. Um, they had the audacity to even like drill down and say what they were discussing. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come mm-hmm. on. Now. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. To I'm sorry, caller, to have usurped uh, the response to your question. So, Chris, your response. To- well, I, I I'm going to say AJ Brown said it all. Has that been a black player? Had that been T.O. a few years ago? Oh, my God. The city of Philadelphia <laughs> would have wanted him to be run out of town on a rail. OK, so and, and like I said, you know, again, you know, everybody says you guys always bring up race. Those, those situations. And and, and, and there, we live in a country where there's certain things we ain't going to get away with. Without mm. somebody saying what kind of what kind of you know dirty so and sos we are, mm-hmm. and, and 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 at the end of the day, first of all, I wouldn't have gotten in any coach's face like that, you know, because that's disrespectful for the coach. But I guess they go at it like that, mm. and that's fine. But you know, and he shoved him. Now, yeah. yeah, he shoved him. I'm sorry to interject. You see, I'm all hyped. No, no, he no, shoved no. him. Yeah, he did. And, 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 you know, in some situations, a black player does that. He's on the bench for the rest of the game. He's on the bench, but I guess they needed him, you know, to win the game. But, you know, at the, at the same time, you know, I've never seen anybody in the pro college or even high school jump into a coach's face like that without some consequences and repercussions. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, but that's, I don't know. Like I said, you know, I, there's so many double standards in sports that I, it's almost it's almost it's, it's not news and whatnot. It's almost not. It's almost like it's not news and what. But you should you should still point it out. Don't get it twisted. I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to point it out. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, well, you we were ready. Right. I was already ready with the visual. I said I can't wait to have this conversation. I mean, again, like you said, this isn't new. This happens all the time. It's been happening. You know, racism is big. It, it exists. We know it exists, but it's it's you know it's uh, blatant 
um, in sports as well, just as, as much as it is and everything else. But this is, this is just, come on, come on, come on. Uh, right. Oh. Mm. Right. Uh, and, I, and AJ Brown is right. If that was me, I would have been kicked out of the league, vilified by the media, vilified by everybody, you know? Yes. And, and, and that's something that, you know, I mean, although, and there were, but there was a point. I think even Jerry Rice, even young Jerry Rice's son, um, Rasheed Rice, you know, was up, you know, they had to pull him away from the coach because he was up, he was upset that he was, he was wide open in the end zone. And, you know, and I guess he saw, hey, if Kelsey could do it and all that, then maybe I can. But, you know, I, I think it does, it sets a bad precedent among for the young players because I don't think, you should. Have, I mean, I don't think a player should ever go in a coach's face like that. And, and and like I said again, you know, they won the game. They won the game. Everybody's yeah. happy. When, and when you win, winning covers all kinds of sins. When you when you break when you break yeah. it all down. See. And so from and see from that standpoint, from that standpoint, you know, it. it you know, I, I can't argue with AJ. I, more I think about it, there's always a double standard. Our always. Behavior, our behavior becomes more amplified, even though these are football players. Football players are that are you know come on. I've seen I've seen defensive players years ago with the Cal with the uh, Carolina Panthers go after their defensive coordinator, you know, on the sidelines. And so I, I've seen lots of things like that happen. So, you know, it, it does happen. Although, mm-hmm. like I said, with African American players, people like yeah. to blow it out of proportion, and I know people don't like the life for me to say that, but that's reality. It's the truth. I, I'm not going to not not say the truth. That's what it is. Um, Malcolm shares that the Niners blew it the same way the Birds did. He also shares that Purdy is overrated. Joey Dixon is sending us love. He's saying a hello to everybody, and uh, Malcolm says real talk about McCafferty. I'm in agreement with everything you said as well. And uh, he shares about this particular topic. He saw this post as soon as AJ posted it, as soon as he did. Craig Williams Mm -hmm. is joining us and he shares, honestly, I had very little interest in the Super Bowl. I toughed it out until Usher's halftime performance, which was extraordinary because he incorporated my incredible frat brothers doing the shimmy and Alicia Keys in her hot red sequin bodysuit. <laughs> well, thank you for that, Craig. Thank you. I'm going to have to watch that later. I, I didn't, I mean, <laughs> I'm not a fan of watching halftime shows because you don't get, you don't get like the premium shows you would pay for if you went to the concert, you know? And you, I, I, mean, people, I mean, people said it when, well, you know, Denise told me it was really good. And everybody, mm-hmm. that seems to be the consensus on Facebook. I had gone to the store to get some wings or something because I, <laughs> I'm not a fan. I, I just want to, I just want to see football. I, Chris I, I, said, I, I want to see this. I don't want to see this. Wait, 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 family. Wait, Chris, I'm going to interrupt you because we got to run to a commercial break. But when we come back, I want to hear all about these wings. What kind of wings did you get? Family, stay with us. We are coming right back. You're listening to Love and Life with Carol Riddick on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. 
family. Welcome back. You are tuned in to Love and Life with Carol Riddick right here on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media, on air and online at wordradio.com. We are talking with our sports guru. That's right, our oracle, Chris Murray. And we are talking about, you know, what? (laughs) Super Bowl 58. (laughs) Well, Family, you are commenting, and I'm going to share what you are sharing. Henry, pure voice shares. Did you notice how the owner rubbed the black man's head? That goes way back in history. I missed that part. I missed I that. I missed that part, too. I missed it, but uh, but I don't doubt that it happened. Um, Arthur Leo Taylor shares, let's not forget the president of the United States called black players who knelt in protests, in protest, sons of bees. You know, I don't think we would, any of us will ever forget that. That that was just beyond words, beyond words. Mm-hmm. Eric shares, you ain't lying, but he had the Swifties in the house. Had they benched him for the shove, the crowd would have been in an uproar. Yeah, that whole thing is just, it, here we go. I'm speechless tonight. Go figure. But I that whole thing about Taylor Swift. You, don't you were checking out Ice Spice. You know, I'm, Denise is going to get you. She is no. going to get you. She is going to get you. Joanne shares, keep the truth. Um, she also, jo- Joanne Kemp shares, Andy Reid said, it's not the first time. It's okay. What? What? And Joey Dixon shares different strokes for different folks. And that's absolutely right. We do know that to be true. Craig follows up by sharing that. He thought Kelsey's assault of Andy Reid was appalling, beyond the pale, and his privileged butt should be on the apology tour. Um, He shares that he lost a ton of respect for him. Perhaps his celebrity girlfriend needs to be on high alert for his apparent anger issue. Just saying. That's a good point to make. That's a good point to make. Harry Wims shares, hello, sending love to everybody. Hey there, Harry, sending it right back to you. And uh, Joanne Kemp shares, Travis was just showing off for Tay-Tay. That's what that was. Let me tell you, that that temper tantrum did not look like it was new to Travis. No. It did not look like that did not look like it was new. And nor did it look like uh, that was a new exchange between him and Andy Reid. No, it wasn't. And I think that a lot of people are going to say that he was passionate about playing. I still remember yeah. years ago when when. When Diamond McNabb, I mean, I mean, um, when Terrell Owens was in Diamond McNabb's face, everybody felt that, you know, T.O. was, you know, dissing Diamond McNabb. And, you know, it was to a point to where, you know, sometimes, I don't know, you don't, I don't, you, I, I don't think it's necessary to yell and scream at a coach or whatever, or, or the other way, like the way the Denver, like way, um, Sean Payton, you know, yelled at Russell Wilson. I, I don't I, I don't think that yelling at people is mm-hmm. always the right way to go because that and, and what we're learning, I mean, that's you can't verbally abuse somebody no. because you disagree with them and all that. And and, 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 I, and I don't think he should have gotten in, in, in Reed's face like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like I said, had that been a black player Everybody, all the conservatives will be out there talking about everybody. People are just out of control. And that's everybody. All, you know, that's always the implication. See, we we can't be passionate. We can't be any type of, you know, different type of personality and all that without somebody trying to ascribe some 
some sort of some sort of dysfunction to it. And, and 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 that's why excuse me, that's why a lot of times we often as we often have an issue with that because there are a lot of things and I'm sure in a lot of our experiences in the work room I remember being an intern years ago seeing white guys get away with stuff. If mm-hmm. I came if I came into work late, if I missed a deadline by one minute, people mm-hmm. were looking at me like I was crazy. And Chris, so, you know that's the same world right now, right? You know that same yeah. world exists. That wasn't just when you were an, were an intern. That exists right it now. Exists, it, it exists it today. Ex- yeah, no, that no is. No doubt. No doubt. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, you know, years ago, they got on Cam Newton when he was coming out of college, how he said he wanted to be iconic. And all these white sports writers said, come on, man, you need to stop. I mean, he's young. We can't have youthful exuberance or we can't mm-hmm. express ourselves without somebody saying that we're acting up and all this other stuff. And I, you know, that that's the hypocrisy of it all to me. You it can, really you know, is. you know, if, if we do something, oh my God, it's just, it's just these urban, these kids from these urban areas are just dysfunctional. I mean, and I know, and I, and, and, and I know I'm kind of doing, you know, my, my imitation, but that's, yeah. That's the thing of it. You know, we can't or, or if if a Jalen Hurts is somewhat aloof from his teammates and, and tries to lead by example, oh, well, he, he needs to be this guy. Mm-hmm. He needs to be that guy. And it's always these these weird things that people try to impose upon, you know, African-Americans that, you know, people get tired of me saying it. Yeah. I mean, I, I and and I can't and, I, and I'm going to point it out as long I can, as, as I can point it out. You know, it, and, and as we were saying, it's across the board because we as black people are not expected to express ourselves or to get excited or to, to you know, to be upset about anything. Because as when women, we become the angry black woman. If we mm-hmm. if we have any yeah. uh, excitement to anything we say and the man, the men, you know, the, you're 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 animals. You know, our black men yeah. are animals. If you so, the, you know. I am tired of that narrative. I'm tired of it continuously being pushed. I'm tired of, of it be of when anyone else is upset. You know, there's a right. different narrative because as we saw with Kelsey, we what they the spin on it was that, oh no, Andy Reid said it was okay. And did you see his outfit and and blah 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 blah. But what I want to do right now before we all get in an uproar, even more of an uproar, is go to our phone lines. One of our family members has been waiting to join the conversation. So thank you so much, number one, for your patience. And thank you for joining the conversation. Welcome. Uh, uh, first of all, I would like to say uh, good evening, Miss Carol. Good evening to you. Uh, you know, looking at the Super Bowl was almost like uh, looking at the uh, WWF. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward, I was entertained. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a lot of love. I mean, you had Jigga, Queen B, and you got Kelsey, uh, Miss T, uh, Miss Worth. Uh, you know, for yeah, it, it, two power couples. You know, it's mm-hmm. like a, a movie. Well, uh, that's my opinion. <laughs> I, you know, I can't call it racism. Yeah. Uh, I love you all. Uh, happy Valentine's Day. Love you as well. Happy Valentine's Day to you too. Uh, so, and thank you so much for calling. 
Chris, I think you sparked something because he was talking about the power couples and talking about who was in the box. And you you started it when you talked about Ice Spice. Isn't that her name? I guess that's her name. I mean, I don't listen to <laughs> I don't I mean I I've I've heard some of that some of the music. I'm not a fan of it for a lot of reasons and all mm-hmm. that. I mean, I, I I will I will give her, you know, I, I give her the I'll give her the cute the, the, the cuteness thing, but Okay. You know, I just thought it was, I just think it's interesting. I mean, well, you and I, off, offline, we got to have a conversation. Okay. okay. We definitely do. But I don't know. I, for some reason, because I think you were asking me about Wings and the Usher concert. Yeah, I sure that. was. You, you said, look, I, I missed halftime because, well, you missed it intentionally. You said, because you went to get yeah. Wings. You said, uh uh-uh, uh, I don't do all that stuff. I mean, it's not that I don't. I, although I did like when I went to the the first the, when I went to the Super Bowl between the Seahawks and the Broncos, I did like Bruno Mars, and I and I like past Super Bowl, you know, mm-hmm. um, um, concerts mm-hmm. and all that. I just think that when I go to a concert and everything, I want to go to a concert. I want to go. Yes, there's football involved. Like if I see you in concert, there has there there doesn't there doesn't need to be any other event involved. But Carol Riddick singing, okay? okay? That's what that, that you know. That's what I come to see, and whatnot. And I and I just don't like because all of a sudden talks about it gets into the whole celebrity, our worship of celebrities and all that. Although Denise kind of harangued me yesterday, said you missed the best part of the game. I was like, did you watch the overtime? I mean, but you know, but 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 I come off as a I come off as as a curmudgeonly old man. You know, when it comes You're curmudgeon. To Chris, don't be a curmudgeon. <laughs> yeah. Although I jokingly said on Facebook, what? No earth, wind, and fire? No high plans? <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Well, wait, I want. I see a, a comment that Malcolm made that I, I want to hear your, uh, you address. Malcolm shares that he heard someone call Jalen arrogant on a certain sports station down the dial. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is arrogant. You know, Brett Favre was a little, all the court, Troy uh, Aikman was a oh. little arrogant. I mean, a lot, I mean, why, see, but that's another thing. That There it is again. There it is again. You can't be arrogant. If but And a lot of people don't like when black men are arrogant. Ask Muhammad Ali, the late Muhammad Ali. No one likes when a black man has, you know, that kind of self-confidence. And it goes back 100 million, 100 years ago to Jack Johnson. Nobody likes when a black man has a little bit of swag. And that's to me, that was that was Jack Johnson was the guy who officially, you know, invented swag in sports. I'm mm. I, I'm making that claim. Okay. That, Jack Johnson invented swag you know, in yeah. sports. Yeah, I think he did. I mean, he, he he had the clothes, he had he had the gold teeth, and and he had <laughs> and he had self-confidence. And you know, I'm not mad when we want to say a guy's arrogant and aloof. And all this other stuff. Okay, here we go. You know, every mm-hmm. lots of quarterbacks are arrogant. Lots of quarterbacks. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the epitome of that. I mean, you know, you got a lot of quarterbacks that are basically kind of aloof. There was one quarterback that I grew up watching as a kid who used to say one thing: "Talk is cheap. Let's win the game." Mm-hmm. And that, and that, you know, and that's that's the late Johnny U. Johnny Unitas. But that was a long time, a hundred million years ago, because. Because you know, I lived, I lived in that last century. So but that's, but that's, but that's the thing. But, but, but it's okay. See, that's the whole thing. We we can't we can't be arrogant or self confident 
and all these other things, you know, you can't have that because for some reason that is still a fact. I don't know why that is. I mean, Nick, can you can anybody <laughs> explain why that is? Because every time, okay, and, and and this is why this is the whole the whole comparison to Brock Purdy. Oh, he's just a a regular slap happy kind of guy. And Donovan McNabb was like that too. And McNabb, McNabb was, you know, McNabb, everybody said McNabb is, is never serious. He doesn't have the heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always the, it's, it's the cycle going over. It's either too arrogant, you're arrogant, or you're, or you like McNabb coming out playing and getting too hard in the, in the, in the playoff game and all that. So I, well, I don't know I- what the folk want. Well, before I go to our comments, Nick, I know you had a comment. What were you about to say? Yeah, I think it's just it's it's so silly to accuse of all people um, Jalen Hurts of being arrogant. I mean, this is the same guy who after every game, he basically goes, yeah, it was my fault. I didn't step up. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Uh, Regardless of whose fault it was during the game. This is the guy Mm -hmm. who, who always very humbly speaks to the media. If he's winning, then he's not up there going yeah, that's right. I'm Jalen Hurts and this is what we do and all this other. He keeps his head down. Um, he says what he needs to say. Some people think he's a little cheesy with all his little quotes that people think they like he rehearses. But I mean, honestly, all those things that they say about black quarterbacks or or um, I should say quarterbacks who are uh, cocky. Jalen Hurts is the opposite of that. And to see mm-hmm, that he's right. not even acting like mm-hmm, that and people are still mm-hmm. going, I don't know. This guy is a little and it's like, what are you talking about? This guy, he's. He's everything that, you know, a lot of these people claim that they want uh, a quarterback to be like. It's just that if he's not winning a game or something like that or things start going wrong, then all of a sudden it's 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 all on him. I I think it's completely ridiculous. And he's just want to complain. They they got to complain about something. But yeah, (laughs) Jalen Hurts is not. I don't know. He's he's really not that. Even somebody like Lamar Jackson isn't isn't like that. And uh, I, I think he's more. Uh, confident, but I wouldn't call mm. him cocky or anything like that. Uh, it, it's it's wild. I think people just they they make up stuff about Jalen Hurts and just, just stick it to his forehead. You know, it, it doesn't they make any do. sense. It's, it's wild. Mm-hmm. They really yeah. do. It, it's sad though. It really is sad. It really, really is sad that they do so. But I mean, you know, this is again, this is the world in which we live. Yeah. I, I do want to. Oh, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say I, you know, I was just, I was just agreeing with you that you know this is what it is what it is, and mm-hmm. uh, and but the only problem is that when you when you point out the double standards, everybody wants to double down and say, oh, you shouldn't say that. Well, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if, if you if you're gonna attack somebody, you you know you got or you're gonna attack something about someone's character, you gotta expect there's gonna be pushback, and don't Absolutely. get mad. Don't get mad at the response of the community when things that when things of that nature happen. That, that that always gets me. You know when you you know you, you a bully can kind of push you around. When he pushes you back, he's like, "You can't push me back because I'm a bully." I mean, that's the country we live in. So. <laughs> that's exactly what it is, right there. When <laughs> you can't push the bully back, you can't do that. Right. <laughs> the bully wants to say, "Wait a minute, wait a mm-hmm. minute." Family, it's time for us to take just 
uh, a short commercial break. But don't worry, when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. I see the comments you are leaving. We will share them when we come back. And Chris still hasn't told us what kind of wings he went to get for during, <laughs> during the halftime show that he missed. So family, stay with us because we are coming right back. You're listening to Love and Life on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. Hey, family, welcome back. You're tuned in to Love and Life with Carol Riddick right here on WURD. We are talking with Chris Murray, and you know what we're talking about. We're talking about Super Bowl 58. That's right, me, Chris, and Nick, and you. We're talking about it all. We're talking about all of it, quite honestly. Chris did share with me during commercial break that he had, you know, just regular buffalo wings for those who uh, were interested in knowing with some blue cheese dressing. Okay. I thought, you know, he's going to have lemon pepper, but you know. Lemon pepper. Yeah, lemon pepper. Is that, is that. No, lemon pepper. Is lemon pepper any good? I mean, I like. I like, I like lemon know. pepper. What's wrong with lemon pepper? But well, wait, well, I want to get to these comments before uh, before I get beat down for having my lemon pepper. Well, I didn't have them, but for saying that I like lemon pepper wings. So Harold shares. Well, look at how quiet the media is about the hockey players' rape allegations in Canada. I didn't hear anything about that, Harold. You—that's really hear quiet. Much about that, wow. I didn't hear about that. And um, Eric shares, Chris. I agree with you 100 uh, percent, but speaking on it will eventually exposing it, expose it. Thank you for keeping it real and being transparent. Gary shares they don't like it when a black man has confidence. Let's just keep it real. Let's just keep it real. Um, Arthur shares one of the greatest athletes of all time was considered cocky. And that was none other than Muhammad Ali. But he really was the greatest he what? really was. He really was. Eric shares, it's a very competitive sport with high stakes and high energy. At some point, every team member is on edge. How about that? How about that? How about that? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you have to be playing, playing sports. If you, if you don't think you're the best so-and-so in, in the world and what, and, and it's the same thing over in team where when you go out there and perform, don't, don't you feel a sense of, you know, what? I, you know, I could, I, I'm better than Aretha Franklin today. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't you, I mean, don't you. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm just don't saying, I'm not saying, you up. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying you do, but it's a mm-hmm. feeling of like, you have to be self-confident. Like sometimes you were coming on the air, you know, sometimes I have to kind of relax. I have to say, you know, because I got all these things on my mind. But when that when that thing comes over, Chris Murray, WRD, here's Chris Murray. You know, I got to be, you know, I have to be at the, at that, you know, at that point where I feel like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the best guy out there and whatnot, you know. And, I, and this is the same thing I used to feel in sports, except when except when I got into high school, when I was running and I had running track with a bunch of guys who were way bigger, taller, faster than me. OK, you know, I'll just say, well, I'll just give it the old college try. But there's a certain point when you're out there in any sport, any endeavor, when you go on stage, you if you don't have that supreme belief in yourself and whatnot, you're mm-hmm. not going to get anywhere. You know, I can, you know, like I said, you know, just when you can win, when those lights come on, you have to be, you have to be, you know, you have to be ready to dance and all that. You know, you got to mm-hmm. be ready, you know, because I, re- mm-hmm. I remember in my school play in high school, I had to dance along. I had to dance with people and whatnot. And you, you know, I ain't got that much rhythm. 
Nick, and you hear him talking about dancing again. Now, listen, we still want to see this dancing. Remember, somebody said they they heard you did a split, and we still we're still waiting. I've never, I've never, if I've never done a split, and if I had, if I did, if I've done a split, then I pro- I probably would have had a couple of you know you know messed up hamstrings and all that. I, 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 I come to tell you, so I can barely bend down right on my knees, and it takes me about I have to think about getting up. Like, come on, come on, man. Hush, Chris. (laughs) Hush, hush. Listen, Malcolm shares Ali was cocky, but he could back it up. How about that? Yeah. And and Gary shares, yes, he was, without a doubt. Joanne Kemp shares, I guess Jalen doesn't fit into the mold they want for a black man in that position. But Tom Brady can be arrogant and they love him. You can't win. They eventually get to the money he's being paid. How about that? Joey Dixon shares everybody as a star in their own right. How about that? And and Open Harry asks, where's Baba Ron? Uh, Ron, was he? <laughs> everybody is a star in their own right. How about that? I do say that. I tell y'all, we are all extraordinary. We all are. We all are. But I agree with you, Joanne. I, I definitely agree with you. I don't know what either. Uh, I don't know what Jalen is being paid and I don't know what Tom Brady was being paid, but I'm, I'm sure there was a huge difference. I don't Chris, do you, you know anything about, um, Jalen at one point had, did have the highest salary. Um, uh, it was like the two fifty million, something like that up okay. in that area. But, mm-hmm. but I think, um, someone else signed the contract and they, you know, they're higher than, but those guys are getting a lot of money and, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know why is it, it, it? It's one of those things where you know you got to win. It's going to be a lot of criticism with that money, but, and you have to win. And although the way Patrick Mahomes is going, I don't think a lot of guys are going to win much of anything if he keeps playing the way he play. He's playing, but I, I just think at the same time, you know, a lot of and, and Philadelphia has you know historically, according to what people have told me since I've been here for the last twenty years, is that. Is that you know for some reason there's still this resentment of 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 Wanda Brothers making making that kind of money in this sort of blue collar kind of town. I mean, my my thing is I want I, I want everybody to make I want everybody to make money. You know, if you want to better your working conditions, for, you know, tell your unions, your reps to hey, you know, pay us more money because because everybody deserves it. And mm-hmm. end of the day, you know. Uh, if I look at someone like J- Jalen Hurts' beginnings were, were humble. I mean, you know, Jalen Hurts got benched in the national championship game. I mean, and he's always had to, you know, he's always had to prove himself in mm-hmm. the game. He's always had to, you know, prove himself. And when he, the one year he had stability with the offensive coordinator, he went to the Super Bowl. This year, he has another offensive coordinator. So, um, he's got to find some stability, and I think I. But I think he's the type of guy that will go back and work even harder the next year. And I think he was aloof this year, probably a little bit more. I think he was hurt. I think mm. that that he was a lot more hurt than what mm. he got on. And yeah. Perhaps, and, and and it's kind of like you know maybe should. Maybe whatever surgery he has to get, get it now and get you know become healed up for the season. Kind of like with Joel Embiid and everything with the Sixers uh, because, uh. because um, the Sixers right now. Ooh, well, that's another subject. But the Sixers 
the Sixers right now, if MB was playing, I would say they're a contender. Right now, the Sixers are just trying to survive, advance, just and just trying to find some chemistry, some general chemistry, and try to salvage some of what's left of this season. And yeah. so, you know, sometimes you gotta, you know, it's not gonna always be, you know, peaches and cream and anything like that. You know, sometimes it's gonna be a struggle. I mean, but my thing is just to come back, you know, going back and like going back to Hurts. I just think that, you know, hey, come back next year, prove yourself because I think he realizes he has to prove himself all over again. And I think he's going to be proving himself for the rest of his career and yeah. rest, rest of his career in his time because he can't, he can't slip up. He can't have any more bad years. He can't at all. Because people no. are running down. And I don't okay. think that's fair, but you know. Uh, Craig wants you to know that you you just might experience heart palpitations while viewing Alicia Keys' Super Bowl duet with Usher. So he wants you to be on alert. He just wants you to be on alert. <laughs> Gary shares that uh, we all know there's absolutely a double standard when it comes to black and white. He, that's what Gary shares. And uh, Philip shares that he is in agreement with you, complete agreement with you. Um, uh, Malcolm shares he's concerned about who will be around him next season? That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good concern. J- J- Jason Kelsey is, I think he might be on the verge of retirement. And, yeah, did, uh, did he, I saw something that read he had retired. It was, it was a, some little something that he and his wife had gone to Disney World, Disneyland or something and said he, he this is the beginning of his retirement or something like that. So I wasn't aware that he had. I, it didn't. I, I don't well, know. He hasn't officially announced it yet. Right. He, I mean, he had, he had, but he they were speaking him. as if he had. They were saying they said right. this is, you know, the beginning of his retirement. I'm sorry to interject, but they were saying that this was yeah, the beginning okay. of his retirement. So I said, well, wait, did I miss the announcement? Did he finalize it? Did he, you know, but he said he would. He said, look, there will be no doubt about when I'm retiring. You will know. So now I said, well, OK, well, what is this? I, I don't know. I mean. I think he's going through that period, you know, that period of time when you think about, should I, yeah, today I'm going to retire, but then I, I want to mm. give back to it because I might miss it. I think that he's at that point where, you know, he's trying to figure out what he's going to do and all that. And I, I don't think he's come to that conclusion mm. yet. On one hand, he might be ready to retire, but it, it's one of the things it might be a case of, when you're going to catch him, you know, some, uh-huh. sometimes we make these decisions like, you know, I say, hey, I'm going to retire, but then you're back and you're back and you, you missed the, you missed the game and all this other stuff. And um, a lot of guys, and you have to kind of find that fine line about whether or not you're going to hang around too long because right. there's no fun. It, it's, it's, it's like that old thing of being, of being the old guy in the club and whatnot, you know, and, and you just, you just can't, you, you know, th- there is a point where you have to exit stage left. You know, you, you have to sure. just exit and, and get out because, you know, you, this game, you, you can age in this game. I've seen fighters hanging around too long. I've seen, I've seen a lot of the Patriots players in one Super Bowl just hang around too long with yeah. older veteran players trying to get a ring. And you can see when, you know, you can see the wear and tear. You see guys not shadow themselves. And what have you? And it's it's painful to it watch. Is. Yeah, it, that's in, in in any profession. 
Right, Quite honestly, right. that's in any profession, it's painful, so painful to watch. Chris, I'm looking at the time. I hate that it's time for us to go. But I, I want to just say thank you publicly as well for just accommodating us always and for fitting us into your schedule. Because I know, it, you know, it was it was a late ask. So thank you so much for coming to talk with us about Super Bowl 58, talking all things sports. You know, I so enjoy your visits. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for obliging and accommodating us. Carol, it's always a pleasure to have you on and whatnot. And um, like I said, it's always, you know, good. I guess I'm going to, I'm going to come out. I want to see, I want to see you. I want to hear, I want to see and hear you sing. And I, and like, I, I, have, okay. various, I have various recordings of you. You're there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Family, 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 Chris, we will see you. Uh, God willing, next week. All right, all right, all right, all right. Family, family, family. Here we are, here we are. Uh, Just a few things. First and foremost, just praise God. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, you all. I want to remind you that you've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 